four, three, two, and we are rolling. Adam Hard to Name Podcast, starring El Gran Tommy Martinez and Mr. Adam Tate, produced by Dante Cola Promotions, executive producer Jay Big Bubba Martinez, and now here's the most beloved podcast in their mixed up world, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Welcome and welcome to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, season number two, episode number two. And that voice you heard is that of El Gran Tommy Martinez. And that voice you just heard is that of my rock and roll bro and the humblest guy on planet Earth, Mr. Adam Tate. What is going on, Adam? Man, new season, new shows, Ooh, new energy. Man, that intro still fired me up, man. <laughs> I was I was checking the COVID numbers to see how many you plan- had more had more how many more it had cured. I just wasn't oh, too sure. You think you're gonna knock down the numbers? I think so, yeah, yeah. This 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 uh this uh Halloween scare or not Halloween scare. Yeah, the Halloween and Thanksgiving scare that their numbers are gonna spike. Oh yeah. Ah, Dr. Fauci don't know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they just got to play my intro. Just play a little bass thunder in their ears. <laughs> that COVID get right out. <laughs> Unfortunately, tonight we are producerless or executive producerless. Big well, Bubba J. Martinez was out. That just means that you're going to wear another hat. Yeah. Right? I got like, <laughs> I got like seven hats going on right now. <laughs> but it's, it's all good. It's all part of this entertainment, man. Great show last week. I oh. thought it was, you know, was, it was fantastic. I just want to tell you, man, honestly, yes. and I think I told you last week, but that uh, David Elfson uh, uh, salute to our podcast was the number one piece. He has respect for podcasts. He you does. heard it, you he heard it he in does. his voice. Yes, yes, he, yes. he enjoys them I, immensely. I, I shared I shared the video with, you know, with a couple of, uh, well, not more than a couple, a whole bunch of my friends. Oh, just <laughs> only everybody in your contact <laughs> yeah, list? Everybody <laughs> on my contact list. Uh, they, and some right. of you, someone were blown away by it, so thank you. So, and since it was a sound of the week, yeah, it's now your number one sound of the week, at least in my oh, book. In my book, yeah. Just take it over for the fart, farting <laughs> golfer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For me, it's the new number rankings. One. New For year. me, it's the number one, man. It's the number one. <laughs> well, it's got to be. You know, it is what it is. So, if you didn't get a chance to uh, to uh, stream uh, episode number one of season number deuce, you know, do so by logging on to Spotify. Go ahead and binge uh, season two all together. Right. Yeah, after you just, listen, you know, listen, well, go back and listen to that yeah, one, li- listen and then to listen to this one. Listen to season one. Binge season one. <laughs> Season one, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then uh, start with this one, and hey, just let us know. So just stream that uh, last week if you haven't done so. And uh, also it's on, on Spotify, Google Play, uh, YouTube Music, also on Apple, Apple iPod. Podcast. Pod. App. There you go, that yes. one right there. It's on CastBox now as well. What is that? That's, I don't even know what that is. That's a, uh, I think it's a... It's a multiple uh, app. It's an app that brings down multiple players into one. So it's like the RSS. Okay. Uh, anyway, yeah. I got you. So 
It all it, we're branching out into new. Yeah, no, the minute DSP. yeah, because the minute we hit season two, it was like wow, we're on Castbox. Actually, Castbox was the first app that I ever downloaded for podcasts. You know, because of Aaron, the sports sensei, he was the one that, that turned me on to that. Oh, one. okay. So yeah, yeah. So I always keep you know, I because I have a lot of my notifications off of that cast of podcasts that I listen to. Does so. he get to keep the title of sports sensei since he actually <laughs> was defeated in uh, trivia competition? And you're gonna keep on jab. You're gonna keep poking that. Bear, aren't you? <laughs> well done. <laughs> What's up to Aaron the sports sensei? I don't care what Adam says. <laughs> he re- retains the title. Damn Adam, it. we yes. are, you know, uh, we, we we mentioned this last week. Yes. Eddie Van Halen passed away uh, last week. Yes, he did. And since we were rolling already with the anniversary show of the Tommy and Adam Hart Today podcast, kind of like uh, put it on hiatus for this week. So we're going to be, throughout the entire show, we're going to be showcasing some Eddie Van Halen slash uh, Van Halen moments that we think uh, uh, make... Or interesting, uh, at least. Yeah, that are interesting or make what is about Eddie Van Halen. In my opinion, based on what I've seen... On TV and on the, on the internet and everything else, I honestly I don't think the majority of the people can't grasp at least not the not the rock and roll classic slash heavy metal slash hard rock mm-hmm. alien to that world can't really grasp what Eddie Van Halen is. Oh, so people to, people out of that realm, yeah, have no understanding of what yeah. he meant. Well, exactly. I, and that's yeah. that's just my sure, opinion. No. You know, they're absolutely right. Everybody just jumped on board. Oh, Eddie Van Halen! It's just like anybody else dies. Everybody wants to do some kind of right. you know uh, they some mention in the social media of some sort where they would actually just say, oh, "Okay, rest in peace, Fred Astaire." Right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had no idea who the hell Fred Astaire was. A dancer. I know, <laughs> you, I know the guy. You, you know what I'm saying? Sure. If he would have died, it would have been something like that. So we're gonna try to do it some justice, Adam. So we just go to and. Started off. Yeah, the right we might way. just have things just happen in the middle of the show out of nowhere and just. Oh! Well, there's one right now. It's time for an Eddie Van Halen moment. Well. Awesome. You know, <laughs> the, in, before they were even signed, there was a thing called the Zero Demos. Okay. And it was financed in 1976. It was financed by somebody that you know pretty well, Gene ah, Simmons. I knew you were coming with that. Yeah. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Well, and did you know that he wanted to change their name? I did too. <laughs> he wanted to change their name to Daddy Long Legs. Oh, I was going to interrupt you and tell you that I knew that too. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Can you believe that? Yeah. But anyway, this was a huge demo session. 28 songs were laid down. I think it was over 76 and 77 before they got signed. He took the the tapes to Kiss Management, and they said they had no chance of making it. No kidding. And he, he didn't have any further involvement after that time. But in that session, you had songs from all of the David Lee Roth-led albums. Everything from the first album all the way to the 2012 uh, Different Kind of Truth album. They pulled so much stuff out. And... <laughs> This is an early demo of something that turned into Hang 'em High on Diver Down. And this was recorded in 1976. 76, wow. Totally different song. Wow. Totally, totally different. Got totally reworked for the Diver Down session. But that initial inspiration was all there, all at the, from the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I want to tell you right now, you're going to distract the hell out of me tonight with this. Why? That's awesome. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's fantastic. I didn't know that. Wow. So they had all this catalog of 20? 28 songs. 28 songs before they were signed in 77? Yes. So they were signed in 77, I believe. 77, I think, just, I mean, yes, when they got yes, signed. Yes, But they had a catalog of songs that you knew. I mean, of course, most of the first album, probably half of the second album, and then a song or two from each of the other well, Roth well, albums. Well, at least the music to it was 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 kind of laid down, the foundations yes. of the songs. Oh, wow. Yes. So yeah. good. So good. Daddy, this is Daddy Longlegs. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> man, I should have interrupted you, man, to, to show I mean, our to show our uh, our audience. Actually, he your, was... Your, your vast knowledge. Actually, uh, Gene Simmons did the uh, did an interview with TMZ this week, and it was, it was not about Gene Simmons, you know, was really about how he knew Edward Van Halen. And, right. Uh, it was pretty awesome. I thought legendarily you know, yeah. he he was there at yeah. the beginning, you know, and they could have you know, he, he could have taken him under his wing he, and said, know, "Hey, he did still stick in the old gene and you know put some of the I I I in there." You know how it works. Sure, of course. <laughs> you got to self promote. Self promote. <laughs> well, this is we love self promoting. Let's just jump right in. Yeah, let's do it to the national day. But first of all, good morning. First of all, I think I didn't say that. Oh, I know. It feels early. <laughs> I'm tired. Are you tired? It's a cold morning, so when it gets colder. You get tired. I see you got that McCafe working for you over there. I had to, I, I I dashed out real quick before you got in yep. to El Grand Studios one. <laughs> I got some McCafe because <laughs> I'm gonna wait. Good for, preparations. We're gonna see if hopefully uh, hopefully we'll make enough noise to wake up a Wilda. <laughs> Do we want that? And get some breakfast. Oh, yeah, the there. breakfast is good. <laughs> you know, that's up. the way it works. So yeah, yes. National Day is Adam. Yes. What happens? See if uh, see if you can make some of this out right now. Is that the hair of the dog? It's the hair oh, that's, of the dog. That's, that's not the Nazareth version, though. No, that's, it's not. That's, that's Axel singing, isn't it? It is. <laughs> I it love is. it. Do you remember the title of that album? Spaghetti Incident. There you go. I mean, yeah. You know, you're, 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 you're really... Oh, my you're, gosh. You are cooking. It's early for all this memory you work. You are... Actually, you're cooking with gas. <laughs> <laughs> Today is National Pasta Day. Oh, any general pasta, I guess. You could have a uh, linguine. It would be fine. A fuseli. Are you also a uh, pasta fan? No, you're not. I mean, I'll I will consume it, but it's not uh, it's not my primary thing. It's one of the easiest dishes to prepare. Sure, you know it's easy now because everything is pre-manufactured and you just get in a box, right? And you don't have to do the old uh, what is it the the cooking channels, oh, the, the flour, uh, and where you, where you make you your flour, noodles yeah. and you run them through the thing, and yeah, uh, no way. Yeah, I, I watch uh, I that. watch uh, what is it Bon Appetit or something like that. Yeah. It's the Italian grandma. Or I, I'll I'll give you the the link to that on YouTube, and she she has a cooking show. She's like. 80 years old, man. And she's from... She does it the old Oh, way. yeah. She's from, you know, the old Italy and all that. She starts flashing back. She'll do the whole pasta made from scratch. Have you had the homemade deal. noodles before? I have. I have. What do you think? I, I have. Is it, is it a marketable but check noticeable this out. difference? But check this out. I've oh. had it at a restaurant where they make it there. You okay. know, they don't... They didn't... You know, it was one of those fancy places. Okay. And I, you know, I rolled in and they said that's what they had there. And it was going to take, I don't know how long for the meal to come out. It's just so you could drink wine and all that stuff. They're making your noodles as you're waiting? Yeah, that's what they said. I don't know. What? I don't know, dude. I, I, I can only sell it to you like they sold it to me and it's been a while. And it did take a long time. Who's running time. this kitchen? We I, need to have right. we need to have some prep done anyway, before people show up. Anyway, long story short, I, I honestly I don't I don't I can't even taste many times when they say this is fresher or more fresh. Like <laughs> unless it's like lettuce. 
<laughs> that it's not crispy, you know, okay. or or that the croutons are, uh, you know, are kind of soggy. Other than that, I really don't have a uh, my palate. My palate can't pick that up. That well you know, either. I just want to go ahead and uh, you know the the uh, the ingrained soldier in me just wants to suck up my nourishment and move on. Yeah, it, it, often in the kitchen, yeah. I'll get a spoon thrust in my face and say, "Taste it. Tell me what it needs." I have no idea. Yeah, you just want to keep eating. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Is I it done? You. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, is you know, your blood still I, running I, out of it or no? I, I compare. Actually, my <laughs> wife compares it to you know that SpongeBob episode where Patrick turns his snout into a vacuum cleaner on a table and slams every that <laughs> just inhales everything. That, yeah, that would be me. That's why I'm you know weighing what I'm weighing. <laughs> yeah, but today is October 17, National Pasta Day, dude. You know, I I, I just I think uh, pasta is the coolest dish that you could prepare romantic wise if you haven't please your, signi- your significant other where you could actually say oh wow this is so well prepared and it's like hello it's a bunch of boiling water it's butter and, and noodles and, and you throw them in there <laughs> just make some sauce it's, and throw them right over the pasta you throw some meat in there but there's some green go. there's some green flakes on top yeah. of here too it's that's like, the fanciness <laughs> just as long as it's not some parsley <laughs> just not so you know make sure it's not cilantro <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, good. what is this, Mexican pasta? It's, it's green and leafy. I don't know. Does it's Latino work? pasta. <laughs> uh, you know, I would think. Do though, you do you the know. thing where to check your noodle for readiness that you throw it against a wall and if it sticks, no, it's no, ready? No, no, no. I didn't even know that. For real? I think that's a technique. Like if, if you throw it against the wall and it sticks, then you're ready. I didn't know I that. Think. For real? Or it's not ready. One of the two. I but, just... but, the, but, the, but the wall sticking is a thing. I go ahead and, and pluck it out of the boiling water, and I go, ooh, ah, ee, ooh, ah, ah, as I'm putting it in my mouth and see if it slithers like a snake or a worm <laughs> down my throat. Uh-oh. It's ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Throw it in the strainer. Let's roll. Get some <laughs> oregano and slam some of that sucker in there. Yeah. Some oregano, and uh, once it's in the strainer, I put mine in through with, uh, with some virgin olive oil and oregano. Okay. Then, uh, then it's ready, you know, because that way it's the starch won't stick because it's slippering and sliding oh, because of the. I see. Uh, and then you put your apply your sauce later. Yeah, and then, that's oh, right, baby. Okay, I see. Yeah. Okay. See what I'm saying? Chef Metallica. That's that's my Chef Metallica days. Yeah, there you okay. go. Someday we'll go ahead and uh, get our uh, audience uh, hooked up to that. So you would think that uh, it, it would be the actual favorite day of the Pastafarians. <laughs> is that a, is that a group <laughs> today? Yeah. <laughs> Pastafarians? You've never heard of the Pastafarians? No. Get out of here. No way, dude. What are the Pastafarians? They're the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. <laughs> you have never heard of that? No. Oh, get out of here, man. What are you no talking way. about? Come on, dude. We're on the same level. What's up with you, man? What I don't know what you is know, I, what is this monster I, you're it's, speaking it's, of? It's, it's uh if I remember correctly, and I want to make it I want to do it some justice. Oh. It is parody church. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> and it's basically, uh, <laughs> I think they wear a strainer on their heads. Oh, good. And they go take pictures at, you know, the DMV or. They just know. feel left out of the other organized religion. Yeah. yeah. And then, and so then they they'll, they'll, the funny part is that they'll make their argument yeah. that this is part of their religion. So they, you know, the government. The ages, government can't take that yeah, away. They can't take it away. <laughs> <laughs> You see what I'm saying? Genius. <laughs> it's, it's super genius. <laughs> Anytime these guys are in, you know, and then they'll send these. You're going to claim I'm lying? Yes, yes. It's what I believe. <laughs> my constitutional rights <laughs> demand that I take my picture in the DMV with a, with a pasta strainer on my head. 
<laughs> oh man, it's also national. Let's just leave pasta alone. Yeah, okay. it's also National Mulligan Day, uh, Adam. Uh, Mulligan mm-hmm. is that like a second chance? Mm-hmm. Is that what that is? Oh uh, yeah, a yeah. day of second yeah, chances. Second, okay, day, good. second chances. So yeah, no, the, <laughs> yeah. I just every time I, I don't know why I had to mention this dad going pasta farians, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they just jacked me up. This day in history, Adam. Okay, this tell day me. In history, Adam, buddy. We're going to do it. What memories does that bring back? Just Nothing. To, just that I'm rocking the Casbah. <laughs> That's all I know. Oh, man. 1971, Adam. Yes. The Arab, excuse me, uh, 1976 is what it says here. Oh. The Arab-dominated organization of petroleum exporting countries, OPEC, okay. announces a decision to cut oil exports to the United States and other nations that provided military aid to Israel and Yom Kippur War in October of 1973. Oh, According to OPEC, exports were to be reduced by 5% every month until Israel evacuated territories occupied in the Arab-Israeli roar, War of 1967. Oh, oh, man. So there was some rocking of the Kasbah. I think we talked a little bit about that last week. Mm-hmm. You know, this just did some, this uh, made inflation go up, all kinds of things all over the world. Gas prices went up all of a sudden. How long did that go on for? Uh, I don't Starting really in 76 know. is yeah. when this happened? 73, excuse me. I'm oh, sorry. 73. Yeah. I got these dates wow. all jacked up, yeah. That's going to be difficult. I mean... Wasn't most of the oil that we used at that time, mm-hmm. wasn't it, yeah, yeah, yeah. from those OPEC nations or yep, the yep. Middle East? Mm-hmm. They sure were. And, uh, you know, I mean, the, that was like the start of the decline of the muscle car that had been, mm. you know, since the 50s with the 57 Chevy. And When did we start the uh, drill, baby drill thing for like here in America like I we wanted to like suck out of all all of our oil and and use our resources it might have been it might have been during that time because that's when uh the Dallas series came up oh yeah you know remember that yeah JR and, JR. Uh, <laughs> JR and the and guy the... that was the guy that was the man from uh, under the sea or something is Patrick Duffy I forgot what series he was in he used to swim uh, like a like a fish. I mean, I, he oh, was I, in. The, he I, was I, also in Dallas. He was. Yeah, Patrick. Yeah, Duff. I yeah, know so, him. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I think it would have been, would have been in the seventies. Yeah, but then you know, there's also started the uh, compact car uh, manufacturing. Oh yeah. During that time, so I mean, a lot of it was you know that started a long line of bad American cars, <laughs> <laughs> and then we didn't get our hand on production until we were pushed by the by the Japanese at some point, right? Yeah. Like they had high, much higher quality than ours. We had to like, catch up. Yeah, you know, and the funny part about it for the first paid first uh, decade of existence of OPEC, it had little impact on the price of oil, you know. But this was in the early seventies, an increase in demand. And decline of U.S. oil production gave it more clout. And here we go. Bam. You were going to make the world suffer. Yeah. You know. And they didn't get what they wanted. Mm-mm. And it was, it was Saudi Arabia, Iran. Uh, Israel still Iraq, there. Iraq and Venezuela. Yeah, they're still there. <laughs> <laughs> they're still there. They're, they got nowhere, they're not, dude. They're, they're not giving up that easy. Yeah, they just went ahead and, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for nothing. <laughs> Oh, it's time for an Eddie Van Halen moment. Whoa, there's that sounder again, there Tommy. It is again, whoa. Well, what do we have this time? Oh, we got some you story time. Lay, lay it on me, dude, but don't distract me too much. Quick story. All right. In 1978, while on tour, Eddie Van Halen got so pissed at lead singer David Lee Roth backstage, 
he threw a bowl of guacamole at him. In 19, when was it? 78. Wow. The guac did not hit David Lee. Who did it hit? It hit Steve Perry, <laughs> lead singer for Journey, and Steve uh, Perry cried. No. <laughs> this story is per Van Halen's former manager, Neil Monk. Oh, wow. And that was... Our second. <laughs> they were opening. Eddie Van Halen. They were, they were opening for they were journey. Opening for journey, kicking the shit out of him. I bet. I mean, how how would you like to follow Van Halen? No. Jesus. No. Nineteen seventy-eight. No, no. No. That album that come out. You got all that material up there. They're Eddie, hungry. Oh They're ready to go. You got David Lee Roth all over the place. You got uh, Eddie Van Halen all over that guitar neck. You got that pounding bass of Miguel Antonio, <laughs> <laughs> as he's known in Cabo, uh-huh. Michael Anthony, and of right. course, you know the the solid timekeeping of drummer extraordinaire Alex, Alex Van Halen. Can you think of a more solid band? No, and no, no, otherworldly no, no, these guys. No. You know, I saw them first. I want to say it was for the 1984 album. Is right. where I actually got to see Van Halen first. Good. I can't remember who opened for him. Hmm. I cannot remember to save my life, man. But can you imagine those early years where they were opening for Black Sabbath mm-hmm. and they opened for Journey? Obviously, yep. can you imagine? And that, he, that you're coming up on stage after Van Halen just kick and, everybody in the teeth. And the thing is this, right? Van Halen is still small potatoes for a group like, let's say, Journey. Mm-hmm. And they are in the stadium. These guys are known for stadium rock, for corporate rock, as as another name. As they're in Boston, Journey, sure. these guys like this. And they're, they must be on the side stage with their hands crossed going, who the hell contracted these fools? And they... They... And he made Steve Perry cry. <laughs> I know this. Not Journey. Not Journey. Let's go crazy. Prince, yeah? You got it, man. You got it all the way. Yep. 1987. All right. This day in sports, Adam. Oh, we're going crazy in sports. Yep. First indoor World Series game. Take a crack at where it was at. 87. Uh, who was uh, Toronto. I just played Prince for you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the big hefty bag in uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Minneapolis, Minnesota. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Adam oh, Tate. I thought I was going to have to. I got to uh, connect the dots. To uh, have to play this new bit for you here. So I was like, no. Mm. <laughs> Don't bring me down. It was buddy. temporary. It was temporary. <laughs> uh, it yes. was the twins. Was yeah. it twins cardinals? Yeah, he's right. You're right. Again. Okay. I will not play for you. Don't bring me down. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to fight my way back up. <laughs> You're doing really good. It must be the Van Halen tribute show that's coming out on you. Yes. So first indoor world series game was played. At the Minnesota Metrodome. Okay. And it was obviously located in Minneapolis, Minnesota, right? Right. And this was way before its uh, demolition. So the series Obvious. was... <laughs> obviously. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you said, the series was between the Cardinals and the, uh, the Twins. Twins. Got it. Do you know what the average temperature is in Minnesota at that time of the year during, mm. you know, 1987? Evening temp? Or are a we going... Evening uh, temp. Evening temp yep. is going to be... Average. Average, uh, 32 degrees. You're good, but not that good. Mm. 39.8. Ooh, okay. So, yep, the Metro the Metrodome is recognized as one of the loudest venues in which to view a game. Yeah. Due in part to the fact that sound was recycled throughout the stadium because of the fabric in the dome roof. Oh. 
so it would just bounce around. You you just if you stood in there empty, you would, your your voice would just echo. <laughs> so when you get fifty thousand people inside, it's fifty thousand echoes. It just keep going. Wow! Until its demolition, the Metrodome was the loudest domed NFL stadium as well. Mm. During the nineteen eighty seven World Series and the nineteen ninety one Series, peak decibel levels were measured at one hundred and twenty five and one hundred eighteen respectively. What is that comparable to? That is comparable to a jet airliner. Oh, wow. You know how those all those attendants on the air, on the airstrip, they always I, have those cans on their ears to protect their hearing. I love this I love this little tidbit here for any of the trivia aficionados out there, right? Mm-hmm. 125 and 118 respectively, right? Yes. Both close through the to the threshold of pain. Oh. Oh wow. So it was it was Deafening noise. That's crazy. That has to be like a permanent ear, hearing damage for if you have if you're there for I don't know how long. It yeah. has to be. Do you think that the home team would really appreciates them when they are screaming? Mm, like yeah. if, if the home team <laughs> is suffering <laughs> because of hearing, I'm sure it's good. It's bad for the away team. The, but the, you're cheering on your guys, but the, you're also deafening them. At the the same away way. team must be going. God, we're going to Minneapolis next week. Oh, yeah. Don't lose this game. I don't have to go back. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? I can imagine it. I thought I was going to say it as loud as your motorcycle. No, 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 no. That's 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 cool loud. Oh. Uh-oh. It sounds like another moment. Yo. For an Eddie Van Halen moment. Well, this one is just brief. It's uh, his appearance on probably his most popular guitar solo worldwide, the one he's most known for but never credited, never mentioned, and it is, of course, Michael Jackson's Beat It. Going back to my comment at the beginning of the show, this is what you heard a lot about in mainstream media. A lot of the stuff you saw also on the... the on the uh, on the social media platform as well. Oh yeah, this is this is what this everybody is, this is what everybody grabbed. Thing. This yeah. is one of his signature things that can't be taken away. I mean, and he only performed with him. What did he perform with him like one time? I saw him on stage with him I one think, time. I think the footage was just unless he ha- he kept on wearing that same overalls with his uh <laughs> with his cut tee. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's your look. You got to go. With it. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, again, I, that's why that's why I have problems. I mean, it is iconic, without a doubt. If you were yeah. going to use the word iconic on this, it's an iconic moment. I would say for Eddie Van Halen, it's probably just as iconic as it is Michael Jackson with Thriller. And I'm going to throw myself out there on that one. Okay. You know I mean? You, you associate Michael Jackson with Thriller and beat it, that kind of thing. And Michael Jackson uh, sought him out. He liked the way he played. He liked the sound created by Eddie Van Halen specifically. Mm-hmm. And Eddie got to rearrange some parts in that song like he said he wanted to move this here move this here so he had a hand in the the construction of that song so it's more than just the solo he kind of changed he was allowed he was given privilege to juggle one of yeah his classic uh, pop songs quincy uh quincy jones quincy jones yeah he was the one that said hey mike we need to go ahead and bring in eddie for this yeah i believe that's how the story went I kind of got, you know, we had different versions of it between. He wanted somebody that could play fast. <laughs> you, you go get Eddie Van Halen, right? That's who you get, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that's already, uh, what, uh, 17 notes ahead of, of himself. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, 
All right, Adam, you know what time it is, baby. Yes. It is rock and roll. Hit me History. with it. Hit me with yeah, it. Yeah, baby. You know these cats right here, man. Mm, okay. If you don't know who these guys are, then shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting choice you picked, but yeah. Skinnerd, you got it, man. Right. Not one of not one of my favorite bands for, uh, but you know they're they're good. You know they have good songs. They have excellent songs. How how often do they you have, go into your have, playlist and play Skinnerd? Hardly ever. Right. They uh, they only have about I would say uh, about thirty seven musicians on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good. What's Skinner do in history, uh, in rock history? Unfortunately, today, 1977, that's a big oh, unfortunately no. there for you. Leonard Skinner release. Actually, no, not unfortunate. Excuse me. I haven't hit, the, I oh. haven't hit the unfortunate part yet. Okay. <laughs> this Eddie Van Halen, these Eddie Van Halen moments have me, have me, okay. have me all dizzy. Eddie, uh, I know of a, I know of a Skinner and unfortunate, but <laughs> yeah, but Leonard Skinner released Street Survivors. That uh, smell right that there, smell, yeah. that ooh, that smell is uh, off of that. The last album. This is the unfortunate. That frontman Ronnie Van Sant and guitarist Stephen Gaines, as both were killed only three days later after a plane goes down en route to Baton Rouge. Louisiana. Three days after release of the album? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Wow. That smell, that smell was uh, fire and gas fumes. Damn. Yep. Uh, that's what that smell was, without a doubt. Did the, Was there any problem with the aircraft? Did, Did they do know, a check on that? Uh, to find out the black box? I don't know what the I whole know the story is of that. Is. I really don't. Uh, maybe we'll have to go ahead and write that one down. For, maybe we had inclement weather. Uh, no? It could be that. Don't know. You just don't know. I mean, it's uh, this time of the year... Louisiana's still warm, you know? Yeah. So, so do we know how many uh, original members we still have of the Skinnerd? Ooh, I don't know that either. You said said there's 37 of them, so there (laughs) there could be 35 (laughs) still there. It could be. I mean, I mean, look at it for real. I mean, how many times, how many times when you see anything that's, I mean, Skinnerd is a live band. Yeah. That's their deal. Yeah. And you always see some kind of live footage of them on stage, and it looks like they're elbow to elbow up there. I mean, it's just one of those. They, they, I don't think, you know how these bands like to show up at clubs mm-hmm. and play some intimate gig? Right. <laughs> it's not going to happen with mm-hmm. Skinner. So if anybody has any kind of, uh, you know, imaginations that they're going to see Skinner play an intimate club, no. <laughs> no. It's not going to happen. Absolutely no way. Adam, today, in 1995, Sting. Yes. Sting in the news, 1995. Sting's former accountant, Keith Moore, was sentenced to six years in jail after being found guilty of embezzling. From Sting? From Sting. Oh, (laughs) asshole. (laughs) Six million pounds. Holy crap. From the singers. Now, get this, get this. This is the funny part about this. All right. From the singer's 108 bank accounts. 108 bank accounts. He's 108. Do they have like the level of FDIC uh, protection that he has to spread all that money around 108 different bank accounts? I don't know what to tell you because it says it says, it says pounds. It didn't say dollars. Oh, that's right. So it might, might have been. This is 1995. Euro, the euro did not exist. I think our, uh, so, our banks here, like if, if you're FDIC protected, to like $100,000 in each account, right? So if you have over $100,000, then you have to add another account. So you just keep adding, compounding, compounding. <laughs> 108 bank accounts. Well, it's got to be easy to siphon a little bit from 108 yeah, yeah, accounts. Yeah, I would imagine so, yeah. 
It what was that six one? million pounds? What though. was that one movie? Was it uh, that they were able to embezzle a little bit about a little a uh, little bit of out of these bank accounts? Um, it wasn't the office. It was the office is the office series. space. Office space. There you go. <laughs> yeah, little fractional, <laughs> little fractional like, pieces the, of like the sense of all these little transactions and, ended up with like a, hundreds of thousands. And by 1995, uh, uh, Sting had been on the scene close to 20 years. This guy had a ton of money. The police, all these police all, royalties yeah, coming in, yeah, solo qualities, stuff. Yeah, solo. I mean, he was just and he's Sting. <laughs> That's right. It's just not. You you don't get to be. Did he have to take him to court? He couldn't just get tantric about it. He couldn't just meditate and and forgive. <laughs> this guy's a thief. Ask for his money back. This was this guy not this, well paid? This guy is a convicted. I don't know that. I don't know that part. Dude. Mm-hmm. That's as that's as far as I go on that part, dude. But yeah, yeah. If you ask me, well deserved. To hell with you. Yeah. All right. That's good. 1997. Two more years. Yes. In the future. Okay. Today. Okay. Yes. 1997. You're going to love this. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Rapper. Yeah. Warren G. That's this guy. And this guy right here has a beef. Oh. Beef is an italic. <laughs> okay. With none other than Garth Brooks, man. What? Yeah. And files a lawsuit against the country star claiming. Now, this is the best part of this news. I love it. Claimed that he infringed on his G, the letter G logo. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's going to trademark the letter G? <laughs> yeah, he's beefing. He's beefing. As uh, I, I wish Jay was here. Sesame Street trademark the letter G? Uh, Brought to you by the letter G. <laughs> <laughs> How does he get to do that? <laughs> I don't know, but this happened. I didn't even know this when I was, when I was, when I was reviewing... Uh, when I was Did you look up his? Does he have an official G logo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now listen, I, I'm gonna have to go ahead and and, and bear with me through this. Okay, one, all right? <laughs> give me the legal mumbo don't, jumbo. Don't 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 play any Eddie Van Halen moments because this 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 uh oh, we little, got moments. This little piece right here is gonna go to go go to hell. Rapper Warren G and country crooner Garth Brooks have decided to leave each other's respective G's alone. This is after the. <laughs> Get off my G. <laughs> Hip hop heavy G and country superstar Brooks called a truce. Okay. Uh, with their dispute over the trademark rights of the lowercase G. So it's, there was a, there's a oh, difference. Oh, yeah, I know, the, That's I know right. the Garth Brooks version. As a commercial symbol. Yeah. The battle ensued after each uh, decided to, that the other was stealing their identifying symbol. Thank God it wasn't, it wasn't Prince. He would have won. <laughs> <laughs> the two performers sued over. Uh, each other's uh, right to the seventh letter of the alphabet. So this is almost like Sesame Street. Exactly. <laughs> if it was a number, they would have had the count there, you yeah. know. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> while G's uh, sports, while G's uh, sports the word funk music in it, details of the settlement was not uh, released. So I guess oh, so Warren, money changed yeah. hands. So so Warren G uh, had some kind of a. Uh, a G, but he had the uh, you know funk music inside of it. They they compared bank accounts and they said, "Oh, Garth, you have so much more money than this guy. Why don't you just give him some money and <laughs> no, this will yeah. all go away?" The, the the symbol. Now this is listen to this. This is this is really cool. Let me get this right, man. I don't want to screw this all yeah. up. Okay, we need accuracy on this. Show. This is uh, details of their settlement was not released. Although each artist will continue to use their respective symbol. The symbol is a positive symbol. Symbol. To Warren G's community, said Karen Bird, spokeswoman for Garth Brooks, 
GB Management Company. Mm -hmm. It stands for youth who have risen above drugs and violence to go on and contribute something positive to society. Now, Garth Brooks being the better guy, right? Uh He said he didn't want to see a point over arguing uh, over a positive symbol. Knowing how much the symbol G means to Warren, I will strive to reach the standard that the G represents to him. (laughs) (laughs) His community. (laughs) He's just just working him. Oh, my God. What a great guy Garth Brooks is. He's got all the money in the world. He doesn't need to worry about all this. Where's Warren G right now? I don't know. I'm not sure. (laughs) Wow. Isn't that crazy? I didn't know you could trademark a letter. The lowercase well, version, I guess too. That's it. I, it, I, maybe the way it was designed. What I if don't G know. would have just used the capital? You know, he could have just yeah, altered it a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Is it if on the uh, on the album does, is it a is it a capital G? If I could put his name mm-hmm. in word search, doesn't it come up as capital G? Isn't mm-hmm. that part of his name? I don't so know. I mean, lowercase on the if you, type. I have uh, never seen a Garth Brooks video where they were gangsters. So I mean, that how many they, have you watched? Uh, uh, I've seen. Uh, Two pina coladas. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> and some other ones. I can't remember the names of them. Thunder Rolls. That's uh, a good one. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's the one where he's getting rained on. Yeah. He's all dressed in black and whatnot. Yeah, I've seen that one, yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. let's call it something a little bit more better than Garth Brooks. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I love it how you wake up. I love these guys. <laughs> 2010 Adam, okay? Okay. The Zeppelin, okay, they, they were in the news oh. this, this date in 2010. 2010. Okay. Auburn University. Now, this is all, university stuff, so don't, don't lower yourself down too much, okay? Just, just <laughs> stay, up, I, stay I, up. Stay up, stay up, you know. Uh, Auburn University graduate student Justin Hav- Havard. Okay. I got to learn how to pronounce these names. Named a new species of fish. Now, I, this is where I got to learn how to, how, to, how to pronounce this. The... Lepi, the Lepidocephalitis zeppelini. Lepidocephalinus zeppelini. Because of the fish, fish's pectoral uh, fin reminded him of the double neck guitar used by Jimmy Page. Oh, wow. <laughs> so he's got double fins? <laughs> That's what he said. Double so pectoral fins. So it's reminded him of, of Jimmy Page's guitar. Wow. I'm a big Led Zeppelin fan, do you think? So if you if you find, discover a new species of fish, do you get to name it? Is that in, how that works? In this case, it did. I mean, this wow. is a guy from Auburn University. Okay. So this is not some brinky dink university. Right. Anyway, but you know, he says, I'm a big Led Zeppelin fan. And I asked you, do you think okay. <laughs> if he's naming after sure. something Jimmy Page, you know? I was listening to them while I was working on the fish. How inspiring. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what was he doing to this fish? Hayward said, uh, the structure that makes this species unique just reminded me of the guitar that Jimmy Page would play during the played, end quote. stairway <laughs> solo. Yeah. Man. I didn't know they had a fish Yay. named after them. Where was this fish found? Where was this located? Was it an Amazonian fish? I was don't it- know. These guys travel, so I don't know. Auburn is, it could be in the Gulf, I guess. I thought we were killing all of our species. Now we're finding new species? Mm, this was in 2010, so it's only 10 years ago. Okay. And I think, yeah, they do, you're right, they do find animals or different species of certain kinds of animals. I mean, you know, if you go, like, if you go to the zoos and you read the little placards like I do, you'll read 
that this this new species was discovered. I think not, Metallica has a sea creature named after them you, as well. They do? Something on the ocean floor. Yeah, mm. something was found on the ocean floor, and I think they named something to do with Metallica about it. I thought I remember seeing that. Ocean floor, it's dark, fade to black maybe? Maybe I don't know. fade to black. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> it could be. More research will be done on that. It's eyes flash in the dark ride to light, ride the lightning. Ooh, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> you got all these options. I don't know. I mean, just, and I don't know anything about this, by the way. This is just news <laughs> to me. <laughs> Are we ready? Okay. Yeah, we're ready. We're ready for, ready uh, for this? Yeah, this oh! It's time for an Eddie Van Halen moment. Come on in. Hey, you know, when uh, when Marty had to convince George to ask Lorraine to the Enchantment Under the Sea dance, he had to convince George, a science fiction fan, that he was a being from outer space. Was that uh, <laughs> Back to the Future? Back <laughs> to the Future. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. And the only way that he could convince George that he was from outer space was by playing him some out-of-this-world tunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up on stage, very moving. And Eddie helped save the day by terrifying George McFly in Back to the Future. With his guitar. In 1985. Wow, I didn't know that either. And those were original pieces, just what he would call just sounds that he made specifically for this. Do you see how... We start building on the show. I mean, we just fumbled through the today is actually. <laughs> oh, which is okay. We could have sure. we could have eliminated that today, but for you know for uh, continuity, continuity purposes, yeah, we sure. have to go ahead and do this. But this has been, without a doubt, so far, the best build up to why yes an artist is being mourned the way he's being mourned. Okay, and that would be you know Edward Van Halen. Mm-hmm. You know, here's all these tidbits and all these appearances. In pop culture, that'll go unnoticed, but you never saw Eddie Van Halen say, I did this, I did that, I did that. I didn't make, you know, me, I'm Eddie Van Halen. I made Steve Perry cry. No, you didn't <laughs> and do that. I'm Eddie Van Halen. I was on Back to the Future, one of the highest grossing franchise movies out there. Sure. And he has a little piece in it. Mm-hmm. Not only that, he's dating hot chicks, which is always the best part of rock and roll, if you ask me. That is an incentive. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So on top of everything else. Mm-hmm. So the humility and uh, the the true greatness, the excellence that is Eddie Van Halen, you can see in this. I mean, I didn't know. I did not know that. I thought you were going to say he was the one that did the part for uh, Johnny B. Good or something. No. I, that was just some other Yahoo. But <laughs> like, it also like, wasn't but, Michael, uh, but, but in, Michael J. Fox. <laughs> in the movie, if you watch that section, uh, you know, he has like the Walkman and he puts the Walkman, uh, Marty McFly puts the Walkman on his future father, George McFly's ears, and he puts a, a cassette tape in there and is labeled Edward Van Halen. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and he gives him a few Van Halen licks to Adam, terrify him. Adam, thank you for, uh, <laughs> thank you for digging deep into the, uh, the vault of Eddie Van Halen. This is probably better than Gene Simmons' vault. <laughs> I don't know. Gene paid for some uh, 28 demos a few years ago. They're pretty good to have. And for that, we thank him. Absolutely. Thank you, Gino. (laughs) Adam. Yes, sir. 
you know what time it is right now. Significant albums. Mm, what can we talk albums. about today? Oh, multiple albums. Multiple albums. Holy crap. We haven't done this before. It's what the, do we got? It's the Van Halen special. Of course, we're going to talk about multiple. Ooh. We're going to talk about yes. Van Halen. We're going to talk about Van Halen 2. We're going to talk about women and children first. Yes. We're going to talk about Fair Warning. We're going to talk about Diver Down. We're going to talk about... <laughs> 1984. 1984. <laughs> 5150. We're also going to roll it to 5150. Oh, you went... Oh, you 812 for Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. Balance. Van Halen 3. Yes. And the very last one, which is a different kind of truth. We're going to talk about them all. We're going to talk about them all. Whoa. We're going to talk about them all. Kick okay, back. This here, is going to be a record this, for the longest this, this, episode no, no, ever. No, it's not. It's not. It's like, oh, because we can't, we can't play... Every single one. It's just impossible. We'll be here all it's day. It's possible. No, no, no. We'll, oh. we'll, we'll be here all day. No, you're not listening to me. Oh, okay. Your phone will blow up and that door will come wide open. Oh. <laughs> it is time to get ready. Oh, all right. Do it. Do it. Running with the devil started everything right there. That is the track that every kid in 1977, 1978, excuse me, popped in and said, wow, this is how it starts. That's their initiation to Van Halen. This is the first, if you know, because we're talking about an era that uh, you played records. Yeah, you got the vinyl and you set it on that first track. And you were just experienced whatever came to you. And, and you're like, wow. wow, this is, you know, and it just, you know, I mean, ain't talk about love was on that record. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, uh, there was a cover on that. Interesting record. note, that little droning intro part mm-hmm. was actually a part of House of Pain, which came on the 1984 album. It was the ending part of House of Pain, but it was to be, it flowed into Running With The Devil on the Zero demos. Anyway. Go ahead. Why, why don't you? Just, why don't I just shut up? <laughs> go ahead. Why don't I, I listened to some stuff and I said, "Oh, that's interesting." Okay, go ahead. Why don't I just shut up and you just take ain't over talking about that. love? Oh my god, I love that song so much. <laughs> Cover on that album was "You Really Got Me." Oh, fantastic! And my favorite song. Well, my favorite song the is Kinks, actually the Kinks version of that song is amazing. But Van Halen. Van Halenized it, and it took it to eleven, and it's just incredible. Van Halen known for its covers, sure, many of them. They especially, were not, especially they, through the David Lee Roth era. They were not, they were not, they were not bashful about that. Right. They said, you know what, we're going to make this better, and they did. In my opinion, they did. I don't know about what your opinion says, but that's mm-hmm. what I said. And you're right. During the the uh, the David Lee Roth era, you're you're exactly right. Sure. Running with the devil, obviously. Uh, I didn't. I think that. Um, I want to say that I kind of heard Van Halen like in, I want to say Women and Children First was the first album that I actually heard. Okay. I was maybe 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I went back, you know. <laughs> oh, these guys have two or three records before when this. When 1984 yeah. came out, I was 10. So yeah. So that's the first kind of, that, that's when they like really hit big. That was course, their pop. Yeah, that, that was their pipe. Yeah, 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 videos yeah. and all that crap. So. But, you know, uh, uh, running with the devil, I'm, I'm listening to this. I'm, I'm a teen. I'm going, running with the devil. Where's that? Where's the psychiat- the psychiatrist they brought in from church? Make sure that he doesn't see, doesn't catch me playing this record. If you were dropping the needle on that, did you like look around? It's like, oh, I don't want anybody to hear me listening to this. But said, like running with the devil, a demon's gonna come pick me up and take me. 
And it wasn't about that. No, no, it wasn't about that. It was you know you can't take you can take it in a literal context. If you that did, you first know, album, you can look at every one of those songs, and they're all classics. Even the, even the deeper cuts like "I'm the One" or "Atomic Punk." Ice cream man. Ice cream. You know, don't 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 steal my thunder. You're already okay. beating me in this show. You're beating me down. <laughs> I'm beating don't, you. Don't 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 this steal my thunder. Ice cream man. Yes. How powerful is that song? It's fantastic, and it's, it's totally it it's, it's such a uh, a difference from the rest of the album. It's it's kind of where David Lee kind of took over and gave it his kind of flavor. The melodies, the harm, the harmonies on these records are just insane. Mm-hmm. The the small. Uh, kind of almost invisible chorus lines in these songs, sung by Michael Anthony. Michael Anthony, and, sure. That you just like, you know, uh, if you really, if you listen to a Van Halen record, and, and I challenge anyone who's listening to this podcast right now, go ahead and, and put one of the first albums on there mm-hmm. and listen to those little tidbits, those little one-liners in their, in their choruses. It fills out everything so well. It gives like a different texture to the song, and it just mm-hmm. makes it sound so much more full. Which, and that's why we were able to catch the that they were playing uh, fill-ins when we saw David Lee Roth open up for Kiss oh, back in February. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there was no way those guys were going to sound like uh, like Michael Anthony. There's yeah, just no way. Difficult to find a guy to it, reproduce that. No, for you there was no way there. that had to have been. That's why we, you know, we say that and we'll say that again. But yes, if if I were to start like now, this is the significant album uh, uh, gist mm-hmm. to this segment of uh, significant albums, right? Right. This is what what I would consider being the opening record for any Van Halen com- uh, compilation that I would be making. So that's this is gonna be this is your lead track. This is gonna be my lead track on let's say even a greatest hits or let's say a, a, a Van. Even though I I think I have <laughs> every single Van Halen record in my in my player. Okay, I think, you know, which, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, you know, right. I could just keep going forever. On right, that. right, right. But I would actually use that. I said, you know what? Let's keep it classic. It's running with the devil. It's a it's definitive Van Halen. Whoever pops that in, if if, if I'm going to give this record to a 13 year old that's just listening to the downloadable garbage that is popular today and tomorrow it's already gone. Right. This is the record that they're going to go, wow, what is this? If they have any kind of understanding mm-hmm. at that age, which I didn't have any understanding at, at 13. Right. I was just amazed. I didn't know what you know music composition was. I had no ideas what notes were. I still don't. But you're listening to this stuff. It is how can you know four human beings produce this kind of beautiful music? Right, exactly. And it just started off from there. So yeah, Running With The Devil would start off, and that would be from Valentine 1978. The second track, I would use this sucker right here. Now that we're through Feeling better, baby I'm over you I love my love, Van Halen 2 Actually, I wouldn't use that one. I would use, <laughs> I would use DOA. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you use I had the wrong one queued up. <laughs> I mean... It's hard to find a bad one. I mean, I, I I'm not going to sit here and disagree with you. Like, ah, that's, that's a really good. That's actually, really I would good I would use actually that. I would actually use yeah for Van Halen too. I would use DOA or somebody get me a doctor. That's what I would be using. Oh yeah, classics again. <laughs> I mean, I mean, on that second album, Out of Love Again, I love that song. It's got two guitar solos in there, each one totally different than the other. The second one is so high pitched, note on top of note. 
just crazy stuff. I love it every time it comes on. Oh, beautiful Girls is part of this show every week. Every we, we, we play Beautiful Girls on this episode. Yeah, absolutely. There it is right there, baby. I got it, I got it right now. With a touch of a finger. With a, thank you, Internet 2020. Said that's you know uh, you know what that's yeah. how I got my metal screen for rock today for rock history. Oh yeah, <laughs> I just noticed the I just noticed the actual similarities. <laughs> Somebody give me a doctor. What a great song that is, man. This Fantastic. Is and the, and we're talking about Eddie, but those vocals that. David Lee Roth puts on the record. They're so like raw and aggressive, and as much as Eddie's playing is right on the edge, I feels like it feels like he's on the edge of going overboard, but just walks a tightrope. And it, for the recordings, David Lee Roth's voice seems to do the, kind of the same thing now, to the extreme. Now we were talking about when you played that one bit uh, from that he's uh, don't do bits. No, well, that, that was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. I stand corrected. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. It's the humility of Eddie Van Halen. He knows how great he is. So you have this personality clashing with David Lee Roth. Yes, I'm. I'm sure That's Eddie the- was not a treasure to deal with. I'm sure he he knows he had greatness and he had supreme influence in that band. So as the leader, if somebody didn't kind of go his way, I'm sure he took an affront, you know, and took it took a took it badly. But yes, he he always if you look at the track listings and the songwriting credits for Van Halen songs, I think all of them are attributed to Van Halen. Like he doesn't single out himself as the the author of this one or I think I think it's all shared. So you amongst think, the band members. So you 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 think because this I is there's I there's no way there's no way you're going to be able to uh, to uh, to corroborate this unless you go into some may, somewhere maybe it might be written. So what you're thinking is that this is implied. This is how Eddie thought. Uh, I think that was just the way it was set forth in the band, like. We're not going to put down, oh, this is a David Lee Roth song, or Michael Anthony wrote this one and brought this to it. Everything that was contributed to the band is going to be attributed to the band. Van Halen. 1980, Adam. Yes. Women and Children First. Oh, getting acoustic with it. I like this. Well, my baby, <laughs> she don't want me around. Would you include this song in all... Yeah, uh, Van Halen. Yeah, I would, I would. Only because of this part right here. Listen to this cool. That. <laughs> it's coming. No, the words too. These yeah. lyrics are great. But this is the part you're right that I'm yeah. talking about. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Put it on a loop. Put it on a loop. Eddie just got to put his stamp on that thing. <laughs> but we're leading off with, and the cradle will rock, and everybody wants some, all these big, loud, 
raw things right up front, and then and then you get like the later on in the album, you get these little textural things. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. And then after that one, we that was back. off the uh, Women and Children first album, right? That was Women and Children. That's Women and Children. And then we're gonna go this one right here. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're beginning to like my uh, significant album. <laughs> I'm loving this one. It's a fa- it's a fantasy significant album. This is a great album you're putting together. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, Warner Brothers, you guys discovered. Platinum diamonds is what you guys discovered or signed. And other people just kind of said they didn't, like on our first little uh, bit, as you say, they, they there's no way that they were going to be able to make it. They were too out there. They that's weren't like anything that's else. That's just, you know, that's why you have to believe in yourself. To thy own self be true. Mm-hmm. That's 100% right there. Yeah. You know, don't say, matter of fact, we just end the podcast right now. To thy own self be true. <laughs> Have a good week, guys. (laughs) Have a great Saturday. (laughs) Diver down, Adams. Listen to that bass. Yeah, that's thumping. You're right. 1982. My last year before I graduated in high school. The last year of the summer that I would know I'd be going back to school. Okay. <laughs> I'd have to make a decision with my life yet. <laughs> now, this one was kind of... I think this album was kind of... Listen to this div- group. Listen to this group. I think this, I one, love it. this one was kind of a little bit divisive, I think, this album, because David Lee was expressing some of his influence, and we had... A lot more David Lee songs. We did. And uh, a few more covers than we're used we did, to. We did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Yep, yep, actually. But still, uh, actually, some classic songs that come off of that album. Actually, five covers were on this album, Adam. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Do you know that Eddie oh, Van Halen's this, this, father? This one right here, Old Pretty Woman, Dancing in the Streets, yeah. Big Bad Bill, and Happy Trails. Do you know on the Full Bug, there's a... Horn. What, what horn is it? I don't forget what horn it was, but it's played by Eddie Van Halen's father. No kidding. Yeah. Mm, was it? It was it? Was it on a Big Bad Bill? It was uh, that ragtime because I, I think that was like ragtime. I think kind it's, of a New Orleansy. Uh, uh, is it that one? No, is it that no, one? It's not that. One. Yeah. There you go, right there. <laughs> yeah, Thank right. you. Wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta, I gotta do something for myself here. That horn I, right there. Because I finally, Father Van Halen. I, I finally got something right. And after almost an hour and some change, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna go ahead and applaud Everyth- everything and, we're doing tonight. And is right. applaud myself on that one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a clarinet, I believe. Is that a clarinet? I would think so. I mean, I don't know too much about these things. <laughs> I don't know. Might be an oboe. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I've just looked at so much stuff this week, and I just know that little bit of tid- tidbit of information. But there. all that, Adam, yes, was small potatoes. Are we advancing? 
into we the future. Are, we are advancing into the future. It has nothing to do with that movie that you were talking about. No, no, no okay. Marty McFly. No more Marty McFly. No, sir. Okay, no. We Enchantment are under the be sea going dance. to. Do you see the cover album on that one right there? Yes, I do. Nineteen eighty four. Classic. Mm, yep. So, this is the record that Van Halen had been paying their dues for, buddy. This is the one that kind of broke the mainstream. This is where this is where this is where they went completely. This is where they became monsters of rock. This is when they were headlining and blowing people away. Yeah. They've been ascending this, is, this whole time. Yep. This is where they were unleashed to the world. And this is where the selfish fan said, I don't want to share my my Van Halen with, you know, the 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 pop world. Oh. I want to keep them. And then the idiot fan said, what the hell is synthesizers doing in this record? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Why are there so right, many right. keyboards going on sure. here? Where, where's, where's Eddie's guitar and his inventions? And, you know, his, <laughs> <laughs> and all those little tricks he could pull on the guitar, you know, all these electronics he's making up. No, 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 no. But they were so wrong because that record had a little ditty that I personally love has oh. to be on any definitive <laughs> Van Halen record, baby. You went, a little, you went a little deep on this one. This isn't one of the more popular ones on this album. No, it's not. This is one of those album tracks that you just love when it comes on, though. It's like, oh, yeah. This is where I would imagine. This is right I, after Panama. I, I, like, yeah. I, I have never been under the influence of chemical happiness. Okay. Other than that time that I had shoulder repair that I was listening to. Uh, I was listening to Down by the River by Neil, by Neil Young. <laughs> Then I wanted to puke, but uh, I would imagine just the intro of Top Jimmy is so. It just when your brain needs that rush, mm -hmm. or you know that you need the the endorphins is how you call that. Sure, yes. This is the song that opened that up. It start the flow. Really, I think so. This is the one. Mm -hmm. It's just that intro. It's that. It's that. It's that picking of the guitar with a little bit of that. Cowbell kind of action against the cymbal. You know, you know yeah, what I'm saying? I know. And you're like, mm. and then it goes, da, 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 you're like, oh, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> but thank you. But this album, it happens to you so many times. If you listen to the beginning of Hot for Teacher, you're going to get the same oh. thing, but it's going to be Alex's drums that lead into frenetic oh. Eddie Van Halen guitar playing. Remember when we saw that band? What was a hair band or whatever? Hairball? Hairball. Yeah, that guy did a great job. I don't yeah. know if it was a record, but I think it wasn't. I don't know. I, I, I um, loved it. They did a great job. I think they did a great justice in that show mm -hmm. that we went to. We got to stick in a show, you know, somewhere. We got go uh -huh. to go into the memory <laughs> banks. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. You know, I was going to call you last night. We are going to go out to the Hartman. They had a... They had a what did they have? Last night, they had some kind of a open concert at the... Uh, at the parking lot, you bring your own chair and. Who was the two local the bands? Feature? Two local oh. bands. I forgot who they were. Okay, I should have called you. Yeah, you know. Let me know. You know. Anyway, yeah. Nineteen eighty four, man. That's what I would put on there. You know, that's. You know, top Jimmy drop dead, drop legs. dead legs. Yeah, thank you. Fantastic. Thank you. I, I trumped you on that one. Girl again. gone bad. <laughs> yeah. I love that. For some reason, girl gone bad makes me think of the sound remains the same from Led Zeppelin. I don't know why. Oh man, it just correlates with me. I don't know. Then after that, Diamond Dave says goodbye. Yeah. He had to spread his wings and fly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he was just a gigolo. <laughs> but, Life you know, goes on without him. But then 5150 comes up. Yeah. They brought in all Sam. Sammy Hagar, you're Van Halen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <don't. laughs> 
this even with even with uh even with uh I, you know I, I think I've said this before it, for just for the, so the audience can know a little bit of a our history of Adam and me how we started I, this is what I remember Adam yes. one of our first arguments was over Van Halen oh good if I remember correctly mm-hmm. it was the, it was then we rolled into some kind of argument about uh, Led Zeppelin Oh, good. And I was telling you something about I that. I killed you on that yeah, one. No, well, you oh. did, but you did, but I, I laid some Lords of the Ring. Oh, uh, okay. remember that? Remember? Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then I was just in the corner sucking my thumb. Uh, okay, they blew me away, my precious. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that song. But that was one of our first arguments. That you know, I was, I was a David Lee Roth. Well, uh, as most know. people are, yeah. well, understandably, understandably. Now, now, getting to know you a little bit better during the years, I understood that there was also your first show. First show. So, yeah, I could get And that it, get song it, yeah. particularly, Summer Nights, Eddie had it constructed. It was ready to go and waiting on David Lee Roth to come in and put some words to it when David Lee jettisoned himself. And Sammy, uh, Eddie plays it for Sammy, and they work out the song, I think, in 30 minutes. Most of it was all put together. He, oh, just, he just threw lyrics on top of it. That's insane. Yep. Best of both worlds. Another great, great oh, record off of that. Really good. <sighs> the intro song, Good Enough, where Sammy just kind of introduces himself to everybody with, and, with a hello, baby. Yeah. And then when you would think that they may have fizzled, especially at a time where all this rock and roll is coming out, you know, Guns N' Roses is out there. Sure. Uh, all these other bands are, are, you know, kind of like the glam era is coming to an end because Van Halen truly was in a category all on, on its own. Oh, yeah. You could not put him in there with the poisons and the rats and all this. It was just Van Halen is above floating, looking down at the metal world. Yeah. I, you know, that's yeah. that's how I, I mean, you, I don't know if, if you, you want to agree with style, me on that or not. They were kind of fit into the 80s style with their fashion and stuff that they did and the, their look that they had. Yeah. But... Their sound and their musicianship was like totally different, totally different level, like not not repeatable by any other band. No, absolutely not. And in 1988, they came out with OU812, baby. This is what I would go. This is what I would put on the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. Van Halen tribute compilation album. Yeah. <laughs> I just made up a name for it. <laughs> we'll hashtag that with a bunch of letters, just like we do our show. <laughs> now, can you tell any difference in Eddie's guitar playing between the Roth years to the Sammy years? Uh, I'm going to say something's probably going to, um, I don't know. I, I find it a little bit more poppy. I, I find it more hooky. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, these guys are ready to make some dough with their talent. That's the way it I seems see like it. A, the songs are more crafted into pieces. Like this, this song is it's crafted to an idea or something. And in the Roth years, it was Katie Bar the door. I'm gonna, yeah, just just, so, let, me, just yeah. let me loose. I'm going to throw off so many notes. It's Willie. It's <laughs> Willie Nilly. <laughs> yeah. And they were still and they were still uh, pounding away. Mm-hmm. When when uh, this sucker right here was uh, was released, nineteen ninety one, baby. So they did take a they took a little hiatus from nineteen eighty eight to nineteen ninety one. Sure, and came out for unlawful carnal knowledge, power tools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the portable drill the video. To bring yeah, it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> this was the song 
that was played at my first Van Halen concert that opened up oh. their set from dark stage to explosion of light and sound and fireworks going off and swinging blonde hair of uh, Sammy Hagar and Eddie Van Halen slinging his power drill oh. at his guitar. <laughs> it was so Gosh. fantastic. Right now, what a great song that is. Yeah, also, big radio hit. Also off of For Unlawful Carnal. I, what I liked is the actual name of the title, of uh, the title of the album. I said, oh, I know what this means. The acronym? <laughs> <laughs> the initials? Yeah, exactly. Also contains 316, a little acoustic mm-hmm. ditty that mm-hmm. Eddie wrote for his new son at that time, mm-hmm. Wolfgang. For Wolfgang, yeah. Mm-hmm. 1995, they come out with Balance, and this is where it starts to fade. And yeah. this would be my last song off of the uh, album that I would create for a significant album. Mm-hmm. And you could disagree with this one or you can uh, agree with it. It doesn't make no difference to me. But this is what I would end this album with. Great song. Fantastic song. I have no problems with this album. At all? No. I love it. It's, it doesn't get the play that the other albums do, which is understandable. But that's, but that's your cup of tea. Yeah. And... The musicianship is still there on all this stuff. These songs were created. Uh, Big Fat Money is really good. Strung Out. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the emotional song at the end, Feeling. Ah. You got Sammy wailing his lyrics and, and Michael and Alex keeping time. Eddie. Oh. Anyway, album. Adam. Yes, sir. Would you buy this album? Yes. <laughs> where, where is it? You could have delayed a little bit, you know. <laughs> you could have delayed just a tad. All right, let's get the get, get the Gary Sharon track on. There we go. All right. <laughs> oh, that is a good album. <sighs> it's a it's a fantasy album. This is the first time we include a fantasy album in. A, all right. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The wheels are coming off. We got too much good stuff happening out this here. This is, is, yeah, our a lot of time is keeps keeps on ex- keeps expanding. Well, I think that special. I think I think that door is gonna. This is a special. <laughs> oh, there it is, right there. It's time for an Eddie Van Halen moment. Okay, well, well, now um, we're going to be. Moving to 1985, September 22nd of 85. Okay, okay, excellent, excellent. And this is going to be at Farm Aid. And Sammy Hagar was featured at Farm Aid. Oh, I didn't know that. And his guest for the last little bit of his section was Eddie Van Halen. (laughs) And he went on stage, and this is where the announcement was made that now Sammy is in the band. So we have a little bit of chit-chat and then a little bit of song. That's pretty cool. To work nothing up, and we and Eddie and I was sitting at his house, bullshitting, and uh, we was looking at a newspaper, right? And it said that Eddie was gonna jam with me, and I thought, well, shit, I didn't know that. So, at the last minute, we decided to go ahead and do it, and we don't know uh, any songs as a band, so we're just gonna jam a couple songs that we all grew up on, okay? Oh wow. It's a very Eddie Van Halen-ish version of Led Zeppelin's Rock and Roll. I love it already. Can I get that on a record somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds very Montrose-ish is what it is. But what that's it does. how they 
introduced uh, Sammy to the band right oh, there. Wow. Very cool. At Farm Aid. You know, you would, yeah, and that's, there's, another, there's another great piece of uh, history. Yeah. Who would think at Farm Aid? Isn't that John Cougar Mellencamp's uh, brainchild? a bunch of country artists and Sammy Hagar, wow. I guess. Wow, that's... I mean... Look, look right now. Look, look at me. Mind blown. They just blown away. <laughs> <laughs> Famous birthdays, Adam. Okay. We're going to jump right in. Ooh, let's do it. And this guy right here turns 73 today, buddy. Okay. 73. Don't let me down now. Come on, Adam. David St. Hubbins. <laughs> or Hubbins. <laughs> Big bottom. <laughs> yeah. John. <laughs> Michael John McKean. Oh, yeah. Great music all over this episode. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what a great movie this was, man. It was perfect for us. Super talented guy. You know, yeah. he was Lenny, I believe, from uh, the Laverne uh, and Shirley. Sure. Yeah, he was. He's been on The Simpsons. Uh, he's been on tons of movies. He was on Toy Soldiers. Lately, yeah. latest, a lot of voice, a lot of voiceover. Seen, he's been on Better Call Saul. He at, was. Yeah, he's the brother of Saul. Oh wow, I didn't know that. So yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, that's very still cool. active, still out there. Yeah, seventy-three years old, dude. That is very cool, dude. I, I, I think just uh, when you, when you know, I went back and looked at Spinal Tap over the years. You get to see Fran Jexler on there. Uh, Fran Drescher. Uh, Fran Drescher. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm yeah. Right. Gotcha. I'm, I'm yeah, all jacked right. up. I, I'm not gonna apologize no more tonight because it's just like, <laughs> it's just so much going on right now. I'm emotional. It's you know, uh, uh, Billy Crystal was on that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So That's all right. these, yeah. And uh, what the director was Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner. Yeah, he yeah. was in the. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, anyway, let's just go ahead and today this cat right here also yes turns forty eight, baby. Yo, what up? This One of the coolest dudes in music. Okay. Actual musician. Wyclef Jean. Uh, from the Fuji's, the Fuji's, that's right. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. 1940. Here's with the lovely Mary J. Blige, oh, 911. As you pull your lady over, talking about soulful tones. Yeah. <laughs> I still got, I got to stick my yeah in it, but it got to be, you know, sexy and sassy. Right. Gotcha. Wyclef John, 48 today, dude. 48. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Good. Good. So happy birthday, Wycliffe. I, I, I Has do. he been busy? Has he been producing uh, music lately? I, I don't know. I really don't know. I really, I, 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 I have a few of his records, you know. Yeah. Just yeah. the Fuji's album? Uh, no, I have one. I have the Fuji's, and I have one Wycliffe John. Mm. This one's off of that one. So, yeah. Fuji's album was really great. So, I thought so. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought it would. It did really good. So, Adam, here we go, buddy. More birthdays, right? You know, but we're not gonna do it with beautiful girls since this is the. Eddie Van Halen's tribute Ooh, special. Excited. We're going to go ahead and play a different. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind being in trouble and not getting free from this senorita. Oh. <laughs> okay. Angela Babix, 29 oh. today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess what? She is an. In- you're you're so wrapped up in the Eddie Van Halen trivia that you're not even I'm ready. Off. You're not even ready to look up Miss Angela, and the, you spell the last name is B A B I C, 
as in Charlie Z. So it's okay. You got her. I got her. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. I, I think I should also continue playing this right here. Maybe. Maybe well, you should be, <laughs> should be playing <laughs> Spinal Tap. <laughs> Big bottom oh, is right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did. I do better this week, man. Did I do it? Well done. She only has though 571 followers. I don't understand. Yeah. 571. That's, a, that's five, it. That's it. No, excuse me. There's a K after the 500. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you must be. Do, do you want? Do you want? Do you want her stats, Adam? Do you want? Her yeah, stats? yeah. Let me know what's going on here. Here's her stats. So she has 571,000 followers. Okay. Right. She is a social media and reality personality who was cast in the 15 seasons of Oxygen's hit Bad Girls Club. Oh, she's one of the bad girls. Mm -hmm. She would later earn a spot on MTV's X on the Beach in 2018. What on the beach? Uh, X. Oh, just X. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's no S before the end. <laughs> okay. Calm down. This oh, is, my goodness. This is still rated PG some way. Yeah, right. Holy moly. She was a student at Montclair State University. Nobody cares about that. Just studying and hard. Jersey. There we go right there. This is a good life. Uh, for, this is a good note here. She and her sister, Crinston. Crinston? Crinston. Were cast on Bad Girls Club together. So how do you spell Maybe she has an IG as well. Crinston. There yeah, you you're go. Right. Oh, close you're enough. It was right. in the zone. Happy birthday, Miss Angela. Man, you think she's natural? Mm. You think all of the the parts are original? Mm. Should I play big bottom again? <laughs> <laughs> Substantial bottom, anyway. <laughs> Very nice and bottom. That was the today is. I mean, we we just. Uh, I I feel like quitting. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like we've done enough. I'm exhausted. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it's time for an Eddie Van Halen. You're not going to let me quit. No. <laughs> We've got more things to do. Well, uh, you know that Eddie's first wife, uh, Valerie Bertinelli. Yes. You know, they they looked quite alike, actually. Oh, yeah, they did. Um, yeah, they did, actually, yeah. Uh, she was a host on Saturday Night Live. When? In 1987. What were the chances? Yeah. And... Eddie didn't have anything going on at that time, so he's with his wife. And, you know, they, they have like a week where they go to the studios and they do the, the, the they go through the writing sessions and the people who are hosting. Yeah. They're there for the week. So okay. Eddie's kind of there. He's nearby. So he just wanders into the music that department, right? G.E. Smith is the uh, leader of the Saturday Night Live band. Okay. And they decide... Eddie Van Halen is in our building. Why don't we just <laughs> have have a little song? And Eddie has a has a little little part, a little piece, a guitar piece, and then they kind of work out the orchestration with the rest of the band. And they get like a whole thing happening. At, at what time did they do this? Like early in the day? I mean, that's. I mean, they did that, you know, in early in the week. But they already had a musical guest, oh, the Robert okay. Cray band. Okay, okay. But when you have Eddie Van Halen in the building, you go ahead and send him out to the stage and that's not it <laughs> you send him out to the stage mm. and ladies and gentlemen here's G.E. Smith and the Saturday Night Live band with my best friend Eddie Van Halen wow introduced by his wife and it goes up and makes some very Eddie Van Halen sounds oh very cool but this was just something that they worked out in a couple days leading up to, wow, 
the appearance on Saturday Night Live. Another moment that I would not have known of. I, honestly, I, I, Saturday Night Live has so many moments. And, you know, it's pretty cool to, to uh, have an Eddie Van Halen moment. Adam, now it's hashtag what the hell is? We got so much going on. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to keep track of everything that's happening in this episode. Jay, help me, Jay. Oh, no He's Jay. not here. No, yeah. Jay. Oh, well, Tommy, I'll try to keep this one short. Go How ahead, about man. that? Oh yeah, try to do that. Um, we have a. How about we just mention that we say, what the frijoles, play the music and move on. <laughs> Closing music, please. Uh, this is the story of Lazarus. Okay. Col- Coldero. Coldero. Okay, look, close look enough. At, look at that name for me. What, how did you say that? Colorado. Colorado. Okay. Good enough. Uh, this, this was from the 1600s. 1617 is when he was born. Okay. And he was born with a conjoined twin. His conjoined okay. twin was Johannes Baptista Cordero. Oh, wow. All right. He's attached uh, his upper body and left leg of his brother were attached and, then, and came out of Lazarus's torso. Oh, wow. And uh, Almost like the balance uh, cover. Of Van Halen. Very similar. <laughs> Very what, similar. What were the chances? <laughs> you know, you're seeing it. Okay. His, and he, he was referred to as a parasitic twin. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> because he did not speak. He kept his eyes closed and mouth open all the time. Okay. And so he had really, he, but he had response to stimulus. Like if you poke him or if you do something he would have some sort of a, a reaction, right? Oh, okay. So he had some level of consciousness. So to make a living, he entered, of course, a freak show. Yeah, back then, It's yeah. the 1600s. Um, Lazarus uh, was always well-kept. His beard was neatly trimmed. He was always clean and uh, presentable-looking, while his brother was left kind of uncared for. He did not care so much for his brother at that time. So, but he did have uh, on the touring of this freak show. He had relations with women. He oh, sired, wow. he sired children. Uh, He's a he, player. He did all sorts of things, sure, and he even killed somebody. Oh, and he was convicted, and he was sentenced to death. Now, this his death would result in the death of his brother, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so he argued before the court that he should be pardoned because, because his brother, his brother be... is not not guilty of this crime. All, all of a sudden, his brother became important. So the court actually granted him the pardon. No kidding. So he was released on his recognizance. And at that point, from, the, from then on, his brother was very well-mannered, very well-kept, his beard neatly trimmed. He was well cared for until the day they died. Triumph to tragedy. <laughs> Our shortest hashtag. <laughs> that was hashtag. What the hell is? That's pretty cool. Yeah, not too very, bad. Very cool. At least he appreciated what his brother did for him and gave him his freedom again. Yeah, no shit. And then a... he and then he took care of him actually, <laughs> which is nice. <laughs> 
gosh. Are you not entertained? <laughs> Are you not entertained? <laughs> Oh man, Adam! You know what are we ready for now? We are ready for this. <laughs> We're in a rush of some sort. I don't. <laughs> it's the Tommy and Adam hard to name podcast. Sound of the week. Keeping our speed. Uh, that we're with the, the head of speed that we have after the very fast <laughs> what the frijoles. Uh, we're going to go to a very quick sound of the week. Let, you know, the, let them not get used to this now. You know Cardi B. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. She's married to a guy named Offset. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. But they're, they were on the outs. And, but uh, recently, uh, they were seen back together, and they were in... You know, they were fine. They were getting along. They were. They seemed to be amiable to each other. Okay. And so people were like questioning what's going on. And this is a very short and very muddy recording. But this is why they got back together. And I, I really wanted something for my birthday. Really. Now, if you couldn't understand that, it was her birthday, and she really wanted some dick for her birthday. That's why they got Richard? back together. <laughs> She wanted a Richard. So the guy's real name is Richard. Maybe. Maybe that's it. <laughs> well, what, Offset Richard? Offset? <laughs> Richard Offset? I don't know. But anyway. I want dick right now. <laughs> <laughs> Bring him to me right now. <laughs> but anyway, that's, that, oh, was our, that was our sound. Oh, my gosh. You're killing me. <laughs> It's the Tommy and Adam hard to name podcast. Sound of the week. Whoa! It's time for an Eddie Van Halen moment. Wow! Right on the heels of Sound of the Week. You imagine this? Okay, now we have a story time. Go ahead. Okay, this happened in uh, 2001. By the way, this is the, 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 the special <laughs> tribute segment. <laughs> oh, okay, we're going to walk on the tribute segment. Great. Okay. <laughs> no, this is where we should be doing all that. Eddie Van Halen was at a party. Okay. So was Fred Durst. All right. Of Limp, oh, yeah. limp Biscuit no, no fame. Kidding. Yeah, okay. Uh, recently, Wes Borland... The guitarist for Limp Biscuit had left the band. Okay. And Fred Durst joked that wouldn't it be great if the worst band in the world had the world's greatest guitar player, saying, "What if Eddie came and joined Limp Biscuit and played with us?" And Eddie said, "Screw it! Why don't we go jam?" So wow. he, he goes to Fred Durst's house, brings equipment, brings guitars. They go there. They get in. And they start having a jam session, right? Oh, wow. But then some of Fred's guys start uh, lighting up some marijuana. No, what were the chances? <laughs> no way. I don't believe it. And Eddie took offense to it. And he just got up and left. And his gear remained. Uh, Eddie called it being like a scholar amongst kindergartners. Yeah. I, I, would, I could see that relation there. I agree. But uh, Eddie wanted his stuff back. So uh, he bought uh, previously an, an assault vehicle. 
<laughs> I like where this is going. With, with a gun mount on the top. I love where this is going. Totally not legal in uh, California. In California. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he drove that assault vehicle through L.A. into Beverly Hills and parked it, left it running on the front lawn out in front of the Limp Biscuit leader's home. Uh, he got out wearing no shirt, his hair in a samurai bun on top of his head, his jeans held up with a strand of rope and combat boots held together by duct tape. He held in his hand a gun. Mm. <laughs> and uh, a friend remembers Eddie telling him, that asshole answered the door, being Fred Durst. I put my gun to that stupid effer's... Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> that stupid effer's red hat on his head. Mm-hmm. And I said, where's my shit, MFR? That effing guy... <laughs> <laughs> just turned to one of his employees, starts yelling at them to grab my shit. Mm. And Eddie what, stood there, gun in hand, while all of his stuff was loaded into his assault vehicle. <laughs> and then push me because I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not. And that's the story of Eddie getting his gear back wow. from Fred Durst. This has just been an evening of. You won't get this on any other show other than the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast streaming on Spotify and other DSPs to include Castbox. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got to look up that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's been awesome. These are great stories, Adam. Yeah. Thank you, man. No, no. I When, when last week we were I joking. Had a, I had a pleasure looking up these stories because you'd, you'd see things that were just so interesting. I'll tell you what, last night when I was putting together this, you know, this fake album for, I mean, well, this fantasy album yeah. of Van Halen. Yes. My heart was racing, dude. I was like, whoa. You f- did you feel the responsibility? I did. You said, I have to I have to pick out the gems. I need yeah, to pick out the, the items. Actually, the I felt more pressure than responsibility because I didn't want you frowning on any of them. No. <laughs> I, I, it's so difficult to find one to frown on. Okay. <laughs> it's it's no, almost just, impossible. I was, I, was, I was waiting for you to say, no, I would have used this one instead of that one. Oh, I could do that. <laughs> do we oh, want to go back? Oh, so you were being kind to me? <laughs> no, do you want but. But thank you, you, thank you for confessing. But put up, put up the album. That was a di- that was a dick move. You just right just put up the album list, the track listing, and throw a dart, and you can pick one. Oh yeah, without. I mean, they're all great. Yeah, I mean, they're all great tracks. You know, it's it's you know, it, 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 it's it, they pop up very frequently, obviously on on my players because you know it's a random thing. And there's a bunch of Van Halen songs in sure. there, so the chances of them popping up. But when you know when these things happen, you just get that melancholy, mm-hmm. and you just want to listen to Van Halen. You know, just like when Neil Peart uh, died. Yes, passed away this beginning of this year. So mm-hmm. it's like one of those things you just want to hear and go, "Wow!" You know, I think, uh, and I had, and I was thinking about ending with this, but you know, I, I was just gonna, you know, this is a, a or was supposed to be, like we said last week, or we've said out throughout the entire uh, season one. This is a live show review kind of podcast, and right. uh, you know, yeah. we we won't have that opportunity no more to see. Eddie Van Halen. I know. Ever. I was hopeful. Until we get to this, you know, we get to get to heaven, hopefully, you know. And, yeah. Rock and roll heaven. That <laughs> song. Rock and roll heaven. <laughs> I was hopeful. Instead, instead of St. Peter's, it's Ronnie James Dio. There, there were concert dates for our hometown in 2015. Mm-hmm. I had ticket in hand, but a bunch of, bunch of dates got canceled. This was one of the canceled dates, so I missed out on that final time that I would have been able to see him. Which with, is terrible. With, with uh, David Lee Roth. Yes, exactly. Yep. And his son. You know, and, and his son has been highlighted throughout all these tributes. You know, Eddie Van Halen died, what was it, last Wednesday, last Tuesday? You know, I... I middle I, of the week, last middle week. Middle of the week, yeah. yeah. And, you know, 
and Wolfgang Van Halen has been at the forefront of a lot of these mentions. And and as yeah. a son, it's touching. You know, you're going like, wow, you know, it's the best dad anybody could ask for. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. You know, you this guy got to do what he loved with his son and his son with him. That's something that's going to, you know, that just has to be heartbreaking because you don't have those moments anymore, but you have a lot of them in that trunk mm-hmm. to be able to to whip out and go, wow, you know, this is what I did with my dad. And I played to X amount of people here did this and I got to learn from you know sure. one of the one of the, the the greatest things about Eddie Van Halen is that Eddie Van Halen never learned how to read music exactly that is you know again a mutant talent is all it is mm-hmm. the the muscle memory the 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 intelligence level on a person like Eddie Van Halen to remember and recall all that at will he, he used to when he was young he got piano lessons and he would watch the fingers of his instructor. He would memorize, you know, the notes that the instructor was playing, and the sheet music was just there. And one time, uh, Eddie was turning the turning the sheet music for his instructor. His instructor was saying, "What? Are you not following the music?" He said, "Oh, I can't read." But he's been having these these lessons for like five years. So wow. <laughs> all that time, he just memorized the parts just from watching. How's an, how's an instructor actually played the pieces? Savant. That's just no other word for yeah. it. Now, do you feel that Michael Anthony was wronged by his ousting out of Van Halen? Because uh, he did nothing wrong, really, I don't think. it's At this point, it becomes something that's a family affair. Uh, do you, as a corporate millionaire, owner of, you know, I don't know, Stormtroopers are us. I don't know anything. You know, do, mm-hmm. do you, you build this empire that you know you're the chief, whatever it may be, and you want to continue this empire with somebody in your family? Maybe that's what happened here. A uh, lot hasn't been said about Alex. Alex yeah. is the quiet piece of that. Uh, he knows his role. He knows he's great at his role. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know at his age if he's has the drumming chops to continue at the level that he did when he was younger. What would he continue in? So what have what would have known him by anything other than Van Halen? No, but I'm talking about actually hitting those notes oh. as as he's playing these okay. insane songs. Uh Michael Anthony, uh, uh I don't want to say he was wronged. I think it was just his time to move on because he's made a career of running around with Sammy Hagar as well. He's actually been more active in my opinion oh, yeah. than all four of them. At least in the public eye. Rather than David Lee and the two Van Halen's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I mean, Definitely. I mean, I don't know if you can argue against that, but I mean, at least at least quantity-wise, yeah. that's who you would see. Put out uh, much more material, probably played many more shows. Is he a talent all on his own? Yes, absolutely. Sure. I've seen him, you know, a bunch of times. Not, I don't want to say a bunch of times. I've seen him once with Cabo, uh, with the with the Wabaritas. Yeah. <clears throat> That was in St. Louis, and then I saw him obviously with the two versions of Van Halen, mm-hmm. uh, three times. You know, yeah. uh, I don't know. I mean, still awesome, awesome bass player. Uh, you know, I play the bass for for what you know for all intents and purposes horribly, but I still play it. I tried to learn. Aaron showed me how to play Ice Cream Man. Okay, you know the 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 parts mm-hmm. of Ice Cream Man. If you see, it's just a basic blues. Uh, you know, doom, 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 you know, but still, mm-hmm. there's to piece that 
that together, which is the 12 bars, because you could play probably play, play the 12 bar blues just on that song and you won't screw it up. Mm-hmm. But you're piecing together all these other little parts to make it a whole song in a song that's less than three minutes. It's so much going on there. And this is, you know, I'm sure Michael Anthony had a lot to do with that, you know, building these songs, especially if they get co-writing credits, as you say, sure. for Van Halen. Right. So, but again, you, you, you go and look, looking back at Wolfgang, you know, he's the son of a savant, mm-hmm. you know, you would think some of those genes would have rolled over and evidently they did. Yeah. So, it was just his time, you know. I, I feel that he kind of was wrong since he didn't do anything to be kicked out of the band. So technically, yeah, he was wrong. But now looking back and knowing that Eddie had the opportunity to go out with his son on tour and have that experience because he was so close to his son, I'm okay with that. I mean, yeah, me, yeah, yeah. I, mean, that's, I guess that's where I want to go with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. That he got that opportunity before he passed. I'm also, I'm also, you know, I'm also a loyal person. You know, uh, I'd have a little conflict with it. Sure, that's that's, that's what I'm trying to convey is that yeah, there's a bit of a problem, but I'm happy the way it turned out that Eddie got that opportunity to be. Oh yeah, in in Van Halen with his son. Yeah, yeah, and and then he then he gives his son such a cool name, Wolfgang, which is Wolfgang, which is totally related to music. So. It's like, wait a minute, we're geniuses. Let's, <laughs> let's call you. You better be. You better be able to play at least the chopsticks or something. I don't know. So, you know, it's and he's it's, got an um, album full of music, I guess, ready to come out. Wolfgang by himself. And you know, earlier, uh, earlier on, on one of our podcasts, we mentioned uh, that he had, uh, you know, approached the 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 Billy Eilish Ellish commentary maybe yeah. about six seven months ago about she didn't know who Van Halen was or I can't remember that whole deal. And he he took a very he uh, said, a huge stop giving her some heat. Yeah, it's okay. He took her side. Yeah, and uh, you know goes to show you the maturity this kid has. So I mean I don't know his age right now. I can't. I don't twenty something maybe was born in the nineties. Got to be around ninety one is when his album. Yeah, that song, who, that out, song was dedicated right? to him. So, so yeah, so he'd be close to thirty. Thirty. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it just goes to show you, you know, uh, uh, that family is a very important thing. Mm-hmm. So. And it's pretty obvious that that you know Eddie Van Halen was was part of, you know this. You never heard anything, you know, like the other bands like uh, Jet has brothers in it, like uh, Oasis has brothers. All you hear is the Black bickering, Crows bickering yeah. and fighting. Yeah, the Black Crows at each other's and, throats. Yeah, right. So it's it's very rare that it's that, just harmonious. Yeah, it's just in comparison anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So it just goes to show you, you know, the the drive by uh, popular culture minions, right? Mm-hmm. You know, will never know how important. You know, Eddie Van Halen was to Van Halen fans. No, they, not... they, they, they don't. They, I don't think, and and that's not dissing them or putting them down. It's the era that we're in. You know, this is a different era where I had mentioned in passing that this is the disposable uh, hits machine era. Today it's super popular. Tomorrow something else comes in. You stream uh, 12, 12 million streamers, and you know, in thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, that's the top hit, you know. Right. And but the day after that, somebody else puts something out, and and they they they. I don't think, not only for Van Halen, but just for that, that kind of music, those kind of bands, you know. This is not the uh, the uh, American Idol, you know, born overnight uh, stuff. This is something that takes a long time. It took. They they started forming. I think what was it, in Pasadena, nineteen seventy two. Yeah. Something to that so. effect. Is that correct? I think so. 
<clears throat> and you know when Gene Simmons finally catches them, it's four years later, mm-hmm. 1976. Mm-hmm. So these guys are out there playing. You know, they're playing at the whiskey and they're doing whatever they're doing. They're to be noticed, and you know this is hard. This is a the school of hard knocks of rock and roll. And if you ask me, Van Halen is is the poster child for that. This, if you ask me, at least mm-hmm. for that, because like I had mentioned earlier, they were a, they were kind of in a category all on their own. When you could take a, a bluesy song from New Orleans, okay, and or you know, uh, and make it part of your record and people love it, you know, because you know we're talking about heavy duty hardcore rock and roll fans here. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, listening to. You know, Big Bad Bill is Sweet William now. You're going right. like, what the hell is this? You know, throw in. We didn't mention this. I don't know. I don't know if we mentioned that. Happy Trails. Yeah. You're you're going like, what? <laughs> what are we doing, guys? What is this mess? You know, <laughs> it goes to show you that at least our foundation of you know our love of rock and roll. You know that the, mm-hmm. what we share together. Van Halen is that kind of a uh, bridge builder right there. Where oh, you're te- sure, sure, where sure. you're ten years younger than me. You're able to come in at the tail end of this incredibly great era and yeah. appreciate one. It'll make you want to go back and go. Let me see what's happening. Yeah, the year an, I was born. It creates an appetite for all that stuff that it came back, and you want to go back to their foundation. Well you said. See the way they were saying appetite. Yes, it'll make you want more. Exactly. And that catalog is there. You're not just putting out one record. You're putting out. You're not, not excuse me. You're not putting out one single. You're putting out eight, nine, ten mm-hmm. singles or or songs on one album, and it gives you that little bit more variety of what these musicians can do. And your mind is blown at each turn. <sighs> yeah, you know you could still see. You know you you could you could pop in. You were probably the cassette era, maybe. Sure. You're popping in that one cassette in there. You know that one. Cassette that you didn't want your mom to know that you had underneath the bed, you know. So you're mm-hmm. gonna listen, you're gonna listen to Van Halen, you're gonna listen to, you know, uh that first song we had mentioned, which was Running with the Run Devil. With the Devil, sure. And you're like, whoa, and you you're just it's your it's 11, 12 o'clock, one o'clock in the morning, and you've played this over and over and over again. You don't get tired of it. No. Because these songs have these rises, they have these these lowering, you know, this whole peak of what is it, mountain and valley, valley, and I'm all just jacked up. Is that so. is that totally attributable to Eddie Van Halen's tone and his sound? Because it's so individual and it's so unique, and he crafted it. He altered his guitars, he altered his amps to try to to get his sound to push through these instruments. Is is that listenability solely due to that? It's so it's it's so unique, and then he's so proficient in how he could just move his fingers up and down the fretboard and all the finger tapping uh, techniques and that, everything that he did. That's subjective, yeah. but I would say you know he he's been imitated by numerous musicians of that era. Right. Never. But his sound hasn't been. I mean, it ha- the techniques have. And yes, but the sound, but the sound has be. never been replicated. So yeah. I would say, going back at it and looking at it consciously, probably, you know, if you're really, really like, well, you know, this is really. I, personally, I love the the bass drum combo, the foundations of those songs. Sure. You know, it's the the harmonies, the melodies, the the, the compositions of these songs, the you know, the ups, the downs. 
it's you with every single one of those. I, I think even with even with the Van Hager, uh, the 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 Van Halen slash Sammy Hagar joining the band, right? You still have that kind of essence that was from the beginning albums. You it would give you something different. Right. In this case, you know, they would give the keyboards and everything else. Sure. But you know, you had also the fact that Eddie Van Halen was an inventor. Mm-hmm. His patent that was two or three uh, uh, electronic attachments or accoutrements. How you right, right, right. Those, those big words you threw at me. The other, <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Fucking I, know. I can't remember that shit. Yeah. So anyway. But yeah, you know, old patent. And he hadn't patented. Yeah, that's you know. <laughs> 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 you know, you're you, you. It just to me, it's and, and we've said this a few times before. It's this is the kind of music that takes you back. And in my case, it makes me feel a little bit younger. You know, I'm in, I'm in my car, I'm like, whoa, jeez, I love you know, unchained. Not only it's, that you're relating back to a time that you were listening to it, but also the content of the song during, especially those David Lee Roth years, they were all youthful content. It was mm-hmm. all chasing girls, and it was all taking whiskey, and all this. I mean, it was all just youthful things. Yeah, and youthful and, energy. But it goes back to what you know. Just that comment alone. It's a band. It's a band collective. It's a collective kind of uh, uh, work. Oh yeah, always. It's uh, so you have, uh, yes, yeah, you know, musically Eddie Van Halen was the centerpiece, no doubt. He was the most unique yes. sound to them. Yes. yes. You know, the, the, and again, we throw in the fact that he never learned how to read music, right? Right. But, you know, as a fan, I knew, you know, kind of what that individual individuality came to. And it helps you out as a teen growing up. You know, it makes you want to, you know, do you want to be part of the crowd or do you just want to stick it on your own as best you can? Do you want to, do you want to dance to a different beat? And this is what this guy did. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what I want to do again to the to thy own self be true, and he stuck with that. You know, and, and it's it's, it's uh, I don't know, man. It's I personally think that Eddie Van Halen is going to be very, very, very missed in in the. I mean, we have his like I mean, and probably they've said this a thousand times. We have these records to go on, and we could keep playing and playing and playing them. You know, oh yeah. Uh, but it's it's being that you know we and again we we. Tommy and Adam, Adam and Tommy like going to shows. We just won't get that chance no more. That's that's makes it, you know, that's what makes it a little bit bittersweet for me. Yeah, thanks Eddie for insane music that we love so much, but we won't get that chance to see you. We won't get, you know, I, I mean, sixty seven is pretty young compared to the geezers that we've already seen on stage, Adam. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I know. And Definitely. you know, and then you get reports that he was getting better from this cancer, and then all of a sudden it disappears. Any kind of reports, and the next piece of news is he's passed away. Yeah, it's terrible. So, but he's like a bridge. Like, is that uh, he was still around from that generation? It was kind of before me, right? He was, yeah. he was established. He'd been around, and it's we're losing people from that generation, you know. And I, I hate that. Yeah, it's, especially it's, on such influential people like Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, people that could you know take that banner and go, you know, let's let's fill let's fill the entrust. And I bet you they would have. Oh yeah, no doubt. You know, we could go on and on, but you know, how perfect is it when you know the post classic geezer rock uh, fandom? You know, which we, it's us. You know, mm-hmm. you're almost there in geezer status, right? <laughs> I guess I'm getting there. <laughs> you know, it's in full effect, and you know, we had a little slight hope. 
that we were able to see those, these guys again. It would have been awesome, you know? Anyway, these deaths of musical stars, you know, they're expected because it's the age. It you know, happens, it's, yeah. it's, you know, we read or we have notifications from Loudwire and, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, here's, what was it? This thing with uh, Bing Crosby, no, what? with David Crosby. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that that was just totally, I mean, who cares? But that's one thing. Yeah. That's, but how many other musicians reached out and how many musicians oh. put out all this stuff about this is my Van Halen experience. Yeah, they, this is this is a great loss. This is I mean speaking what they they experienced in their Van Halen concert, what happened to them, how how his music moved them. Everybody and except then, one know, guy. And then he got then he, then he got a lot of flack over it too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, they're retracting. He was like, shut up, man. It was like you're here, you're you're you've done like a couple of, of you know Major organ transplants, blah blah. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff being thrown at this guy. So just let him keep going. You know, you're let, David you know. Crosby. Why don't you just write another song that sounds like every other song you've written? Okay, go ahead. Oh my gosh, you know, I'll tell you, an icon like Eddie Van Halen, man, he's gonna be missed, dude. No doubt. No is doubt. He, is he on like our uh, rock Mount Rushmore? Mm, he would be on there. I think. I think so. so. Yeah, He's yeah, so original yeah, yeah. and so such a influential yeah, yeah. piece. I would I would put two people on there that, that I would put him right now on there, mm-hmm. at least for that. And then somebody that he hasn't passed away yet. And by the way, he announced that he's going to be on tour in twenty twenty two. Is Ozzy? He's going to be one of. Oh those. yeah, I saw that was an announcement. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We kind of like moved into uh, something, we, something we, to look forward to. Yeah, we kind of moved into uh, <laughs> we kind of moved into uh, rock news there without us. But you know what? To close out the segment, there you go ahead and, and go ahead and play that one piece you got there, man. You got it. <laughs> that piece right there. Yeah, you got it. It's time for an Eddie Van Halen moment. All right, this is another story. This is Eddie Van Halen and Dimebag Daryl. You know Dimebag? I do. All right. By uh, the way, that Pantera show at uh, the Elbow Room is is a go in December. It's coming up? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, uh, Dimebag and his brother, Vinnie Paul, uh-huh. they were in Pantera together. Yes, sir. And then Pantera dissolved a bit, and yep. then they went into damage plan, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And they had a rallying cry. Before every show, they would go together, and they would yell at each other, Van Halen, <laughs> meaning we're going to go out there and have a kick-ass show. We're going to leave it all out there on the stage. Very cool. Very Again, you blew me away. Thank you. That was yeah, very okay. cool. Very cool. And you're, he, you're up here. You're... He met Eddie Van Halen just weeks before his untimely death. Oh, wow. Um, they had a discussion. Eddie was having a special, a, a collectible uh, special run of his personal guitars with the striping. That you wanted, or or whatever, you could have it look like one of his, you know, original guitars. Right. Um, and Dimebag went to him and said, "Can I get one of those before they go on sale?" And he said, flatly, "No." But when he offered him thirty thousand dollars, actually, uh, but he said no. But when in the future here we'll get together, uh, you come over, we'll do it together. I'll just. Who's going to make it a project for them to do themselves, right? Yeah. Which would be fantastic. Right. Can you imagine that oh. lifelong thing? Anyway, oh. anyway, uh, like eight weeks later, uh, Dimebag's on stage, deranged fan gets on stage, shoots him dead right. on stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sadly. Yes. Eddie goes to the funeral. Dimebag's favorite guitar was the Bumblebee guitar, the black and yellow guitar that is displayed on the back cover 
of Van Halen 2. Okay. That was his favorite guitar. That's what he was going to have his specialized guitar modeled after is that one. All right. Um, Eddie shows up, and as I think as we've said on this show before, Dimebag is buried in a Kiss coffin. I did not know the story behind the guitar, though. But, but Go the, on. But uh, Eddie came bearing something that was going to be placed inside the coffin with Dimebag, the very guitar on that was on the back cover oh. of Van Halen 2, the original. And he said to his wife that an original deserves the original. So he handed her that guitar, and Dimebag is buried with his most precious guitar that he ever could imagine. You know what? I'm going to tell you this for right now. We, we, we wing these things. Yes. And right now, yes. for, for the purpose of the special being over, it's now it's going to be over. You can't top that. I still have one more. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't tell me. I got one more. Better than that one? No, but it's the, it's the closer. Okay. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Slam it, me. Oh, we're going to do that yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, crap. <laughs> I thought I was going to have to interrupt you again. <laughs> to the end for an Eddie Van Halen moment. Okay, the date is October 4, 2015. Oh, wow, that's just the other day. Hollywood Bowl. That was the final Van Halen concert. Mm. And the final Eddie Van Halen solo. And the final song was Jump. And here it is. Van Halen here, telling you, keep playing, man. Gotta keep playing. It's the only thing there is. Music, man. Keep playing. All right? I'm gonna come looking for you if you don't. Wow. There's some words from Eddie. Then that completes everything I have. Rest the, in peace, the man. The final show. If the word legacy ever meant anything to anybody, um, he's eternal. It goes well here, dude. Rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. One of our favorites. Mm. Yes, he is. It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Sound of the Week. Adam, as we end every episode. Now, Adam, the show must go on. The show must go. This is the bottom line. What happens? That's, just, that's that simple. What did you play? It's the, did you play Sound of the Week? Yes, I did. I played Sound. Of, <laughs> I played the wrong one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think if there's ever if there's it's ever a, it's an emotional if night. There's God ever damn it. A, there's, if there's ever a day we would ever try to do any kind of editing, it would be. Oh my God! It, please, it would, it would be tonight. Please make this one good. <laughs> Do you think I should try we're, to go in? We're sending this right to the Van Halen uh, family. Do, do, so. <laughs> do you think that? Uh, do you think that? Uh, I don't know, man. It's do you want me to look up my Led Zeppelin catalog. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good save, Adam. <laughs> good times, bad times. <laughs> I need to pay attention. It's but. 
I'm not going to make any excuses. But from the beginning, you've been throwing these tidbits, and they're so awesome that honestly, yeah, I've been throwing I kind all of, kinds I'm of crap trying, at you. Yeah, and I'm trying to react. You're to off them, your game. So, you're yeah, you're oh, kind yeah. of you're staggered. You're not. You know, th- we need firm we, footing. We needed the producing skills of uh, Big Bubba J Martinez tonight. That way, I would have just concentrated tonight, on especially. This. Yeah. It would have been nice. You without know? a doubt, yeah, without a doubt, man. This is uh, uh, who's got what. Well, I, I got the bad news, dude. Oh, I got okay. the bad news. It's well, it's not really. It's kind of bad news, you know. Okay, what do okay, you got? So, headline. Oh, good. Siamese kangaroo. Siamese? Mm-hmm. Uh, does that mean there's like two heads? Yes. Like yes. my guy? Yes, sir. Just like your like guy. The co- like the cover of Balance. <laughs> okay. Good, good tie-in. Good wow. tie-in. Good. How do you? It's all tie-in. Everything's together. <laughs> <laughs> By chance. <laughs> Demands Cayenne. Ky- 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 what? Cayenne West. <laughs> he demands Kanye. A- Kanye. <laughs> Demands Kanye drop out of the race and back Bat Boy. <laughs> oh God! The Siamese, tw- the Siamese kangaroo. Uh huh. He wears a hat for the Republicans oh, and another for the Democrats. One of, yeah, two yes. heads. Oh. <laughs> the, he, he, the 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 way it's read and and uh, he's a uh, uh, an Australian replant. Okay. So he can <laughs> not a transplant, a replant. <laughs> he was a replant. Okay. <laughs> This kangaroo must be insufferable. Uh, I think I need to go back oh and sleep. My God. I need to go sleep a couple more hours. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Wow. Well, uh, this uh, kangaroo yeah. came from uh, Australia Usually as, they as, do. as part of a, uh, a work exchange program with uh, Outback Restaurants. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what did we send to Australia? Did we send something there? Freddy for Freddy's Burgers. <laughs> I'm gonna stop it right there. Okay. <laughs> These are bad times. <laughs> it's bad time for them because they just can't. They're they're just like their brother. You know, they don't want to end up one committing right, right. committing some kind of a murder and they're gonna take the other. What can right. you imagine? They'll punish the other guy. <laughs> yeah. That's no, no good. I want the Republicans to win. No, I want the, <laughs> the Democrats to win. <laughs> You know what? Put Cayenne there. But Kanye. 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 <laughs> can you beat that for, for a, Can you can make it better right now with some good times, Adam? <laughs> I don't even know what those bad times were. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Uh, for, <laughs> for, for television watchers out there, uh, Tommy, have you ever watched an episode... Of Dexter, yeah, I did. That's the uh, that's the one that was on Showtime. Yes, um, it was, and it ended horribly. It, the final season was terrible. It was the worst I, piece of television I've ever seen in my life. I guess I didn't pay too much attention to it because I read. I don't, you know, I just maybe he was killing people and wrapping them up in like in plastic bags. If I remember. Good correctly. news is they got another shot at it. No kidding, because they announced this week they revived. They're going to have a limited run of ten episodes coming back to Showtime of. Dexter. Oh, wow. So maybe we can just forget that last season happened and take off from there. This is not weekly world news like mine. No, it's real. It's <laughs> real good news. Fix that garbage Dexter season. Ay, 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 senor. Okay, cool. now. Tommy, do you got anything else? Uh, partner, I have nothing. Right, I'm so bad at right now. Oh, my God. I, I just can't... Uh, I don't, I don't know what kind of a 
breakfast I'm going to have. Right? I might puke it because <laughs> I'm so worked up. You might get that dancing hamburger oh. from, uh, what was that movie? It was uh, Better Off Dead. <laughs> they played Everybody Wants Some, and there was a claymation hamburger with Eddie Van Halen's guitar. All claymation in the middle of that movie. And that, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> is how you end this podcast. <laughs> As always, we want to thank our legion of listeners, our fans, and whoever else subjects themselves to this podcast. Mm -hmm. We really appreciate it. Keep in mind that life is not that serious. Again, listen on Spotify, Apple Podcast app, YouTube Music, Google Play, CastBox, and everywhere else. That DSP thing blasts this show. Activate the notification icon to be notified when our podcast is online and tell a friend or an enemy. I'm Adam Tate. And I am Tommy Martinez. And you are listening to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. Remember to play it often. Play it loud, but play it as we end our tribute to Eddie Van Halen with Right Now. Rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. October the 17th, 2020.